0: And welcome to The Differences You Show. I just heard a chicken or a rooster or something.
1: What
0: a great way to uh, welcome the audience to the show. This is uh, uh, Ryan. And interesting thing is I really don't even know you, Ryan. So we're kind of meeting basically for the first time, minus whatever online chats we've had. And The Differences You Podcast, where you're probably watching this on YouTube, um so i call it a podcast but really it's just content that i don't have another name for um ryan is a i don't know are you self-identified or you've been diagnosed with autism
1: yeah i've been diagnosed um ever since i was eight years old i've been in and out of pediatricians so
0: okay so so you're what like like 15 now so it's been a good seven years i'm I'm kidding how (laughs) how old are you I'm 28. Okay, 28. So it's it's been a while. So um, yeah. so I so I offered t- today we we offer two different perspectives. Uh, a guy. I mean, I'm older than you, but I mean, we're you know within the similar age range. We're, well, not I'm like 10 years older than you. But um, a man who's been diagnosed for almost a couple decades, lived lived with the condition knowingly. This is Ryan over here, my guest, and me, a 37 year old male who. Literally just found out he has Asperger's and I might not even have it. I haven't been diagnosed so that this is the perspective you get today. Um, Ryan, who's been clinically diagnosed and has his perspective in me, I might just be faking it for attention. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can help me me figure that out today. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I mean, like I. I have no other way. To, obviously, I don't have the resources. Look, if I, if money was just fucking coming out of my ass, I would be like, all right, here's money, doctor. What do you got? All right. You right. You don't think I have it? All right. The next guy, you don't think I have it? All right. Next guy. All right. I got three no's. I probably don't have it, right? But I'm um, lack of resources. So what What is a guy like me to do?
1: So I guess we could start with um, what? what makes you think you'd qualify for being on the autistic spectrum?
0: Mm, I mean, best best question you could ask right um i don't even know where where to start i mean are you the i like to try to communicate via how the other person communicates because that's something i've found you know through my life it works better like do you want just the straight answer or do you want me to kind of give all the details behind my just let me have it man i'll just let you have it well i i recently um it just uh opening up to somebody online just kind of like talking free talking they they were like they were listening and then the person goes you you might be autistic not in a insulting way because as i've realized you know calling someone autistic that's kind of like an insult in a way because it's kind of like saying oh you're weird or you're acting strange right so it's like something that you don't throw around lightly this person was genuinely saying based on what you say and some experience in your life you might be autistic. And me." Being the open-minded person that I am, I did not receive it in a negative way. Nor were they trying to say it in a negative way. I went and I'm like, oh, okay. He, like I, I was really re- ready, and willing to discard it. Like, autistic, what the fuck? But I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I, I look. I Googled Aspergers, or, or yeah, Aspergers or autistic uh, symptoms, or whatever. And then I, I, I found this whatever Google pulled up this web page. It was like Asp asperger's uh symptoms and i d- identified with almost every single one and then it was like a big aha moment where mm. we're like um like and this is where i'll get into the details which is why i was like well what do you want first the, the hard answer or the details? so, so basically to basically answer your question uh, a friend pointed me to asperger's uh sites and i read it and i'm like damn that's me to a t um, but obviously, only I know in my mind, right, like a psychiatrist or psychologist is not going to trust me. They're going to say, well, let's look at your behavior objectively. Let's talk to your friends, your family, perhaps your living girlfriend. That's what I would expect from, from a therapist. But for me, my personal experience, like I can almost tell you 100 percent because you don't, no, nobody knows your own mind better than yourself. So if some of these things are, are basically trying to gauge, you know, what is your subjective experience of life, I'm in a, actually in a better position than a professional to gauge what my subjective experience of life is. Right. Because from what I've read, Asperger's, especially the high functioning, those of us, I say those of us like I'm already in, in the group, but assuming I am right, those of us on the higher functioning level of the spectrum, I feel like can move through life. Gaining skills and, and being better able to fool people, especially someone in my position where I like I didn't have the diagnosis. So I I don't know that I am different in a way. I don't know that I have this condition, as I like to call it. I don't I don't like I'm very against Western medicine in their whole, you know, um, labeling and making th- and not just l- labels are fine. Right but they use negative labels. They use words like like um disorder, disease and, and syndrome, syndrome, right? To describe what what in my view are otherwise just basic characteristics of being alive. Okay? And mm. I, and this is like a big passion of mine to where um yeah, there are labels that people should be like, you know, like mentally retarded like if you think retarded is a politically incorrect label so be it but at some point you have to be like well there's something wrong with that kid you know he's not going to survive in normal school right um, mm. it, I mean it's sad that you know retarded has become like so so negative that we can't even use it in a clinical way but that's not to say that that, that label is bad um, you know I, I'm fine with getting rid of that label but you get, get rid of the label, there's a condition that still exists behind it, right? So, mm-hmm. so, um, so for example, like um, autism spectrum, right? Is, is I think that's, you know, a characteristic of being alive. Some people have more, some people have less, right? Some people have zero spectrum characteristics, right? But same thing as being an introvert. Same thing as you know, liking this kind of music. You either like it a lot, or you you dislike it, or you're in the middle, neutral. You don't care. Everything has a spectrum. And after after kind of delving into this this week and finding out that yeah, I think I'm on this spectrum. I'm on the high functioning end, but I can't deny it anymore. Um, I I've, I'm re- I really have a big problem with, with certain things being disorder or or syndrome. For example, I pretty clear that i also quote unquote suffer like we're all suffering from this i'm not suffering i don't know if you i'm fine right like i'm fucking like <laughs> i'm happy as a pig and shit you know it's this like other people in society that makes me suffer like it but in essence if i get what i want i'm not suffering from anything <laughs> so i don't suffer from this condition I don't suffer mm. from this disease. This ain't like a cancer that you have to cut out from me. I don't. Mm. I don't suffer from from being Aspergers any more than some some other guy suffers from being a homosexual, right? He might suffer. Or being
1: stuck in traffic.
0: Yeah, he might suffer because society doesn't accept your condition and who you are. But it, I'm only willing to go as far as calling it a condition of being alive. It, that's about the most, um, you know like vocabulary-ridden term I would use. I wouldn't go no beyond the, the word condition. Because I think condition uh, signifies that, you know, something's abnormal potentially, but it could be good or bad, right? Like a condition is a condition, you know? Stupidity is a condition that afflicts some people. Genius is a condition that, that afflicts some people, but conditions are simply just facts, you know? Conditions are just things that you have and it could be good or bad right we we have to save the the good or bad labels for later but i think just calling it what it is you you can't you know that that like calling it a syndrome or a disorder already like puts you on a bad path that's why i don't even want to talk to like a classically trained psychiatrist that's already like taught in school for years to view This condition in a negative light like their term for it is already syndrome and disorder like why would I want to go find out something's wrong with me first of all like wouldn't Mm -hmm. wouldn't you you think that I I would try to pretend like I didn't have that disorder right as to not like get thrown in the loony bin you know so there's a I think there's a lot of implications as far as um what people are expecting to find right like like it's hard it would be hard for me to go in and get a diagnosis knowing what I know like, like, for example, like I might be have anxiety about the fact. Well, what if I test positive for this syndrome or disorder? What are they gonna put me in handcuffs? I might as well just pretend like I'm normal. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Mm, that wow. shit that goes through my head. I don't even know what we were talking about, right? Mm. That's what,
1: that's we're talking true. about yeah. your road of road to discovery.
0: Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Thanks for getting me, me back on track. So, um, mm. I. I, I haven't become this aware or, or introspective uh, my whole life. I'm 37, but it wasn't until about 10 years ago some traumatic experiences happened to me. you know, lost my business, forced me to really think about, oh who I am, what I want out of life. And then I started uh, um, being more self-aware, f- uh, being in tune with my feelings. Where, where I kind of identified this, this bipolarness. And then I, I started realizing that this bipolarness is not like normal, so to speak. So, so as far as them calling it a disorder, sure, I, I'll, I can agree with it being a disorder in the sense that it's like it's hard to function if you have bipolar, it's hard to function in normal society. And in that perspective, sure, it's a disorder, but I still think it's a really bad thing to call it a disorder. Right. Because that's just the way some people are. Right. And you can't just give powerful drugs to people for uh, just a a normal state of being. Like if you identify, look, if you say, look, five, 10 percent of people being born for the rest of humanity are going to suffer from this. I mean, is is it really like a abnormal condition when like actually a lot of people are just going to have it or. You know, I think we need to approach these things in a different way. I don't know if it's like feasible, right? But that just because something isn't feasible doesn't mean you don't try to work towards that utopia. I mean, you look at people like Elon Musk, for example, you could say, well, you know, fucking living in space is not feasible. That I mean, but in his mind, maybe he sees this as the perfect utopia like a thousand years from now, and he's just helping us get to this vision that nobody else can see. So that's what I mean is like You know, maybe like completely readjusting schools to cater towards autistic and bipolar kids are it's not feasible. I don't say that it is. I don't say that I have the solution, but I don't think that trying to fit all these round pegs into square boxes and drug them into submission. I don't think that's a very ideal answer either. I don't have the answers right now, you know, but these are observations that I see pretty much
1: do you know where the um, do you know where the testing criteria come from for the autistic spectrum
0: the testing what is it called? I don't actually I don't I mean yeah I, I wouldn't know where to start answering that so um, I guess no I, I do not
1: there was a European pediatrician by the name of Hans Asperger okay yeah uh, um, I'm familiar with was, the
0: basic story and he's a Nazi or some some shit, you know
1: so it was it was a German scientist uh, before the war, but um, he was he was sort of working through behavioural issues with children. Um, that would get sent away for, to these camps mm-hmm. uh, to sort of reform them.
0: Yep.
1: And um, he started noticing behavioural patterns, if you will, mm-hmm. in the children. Okay. Um, and he started to think that there was some sort of link there between these um, behavioural. Oh, I don't want to use the word issues, but you know, yeah, of course. The antonym would to Asperger's would be neurotypical, I guess. So that's Mm -hmm. the way the modern medicine world looks at it. So, um, yeah, and and he he come up with this um, behavior criteria. I think it was a forty-three point questionnaire, Um, and it it just said about socializing, um, body language, so eye contact and um, tone of voice, one-sidedness in conversations. And he came back with, I think it was 530 children to begin with in his testing criteria. And then that sort of broadened, and then word spread throughout Europe. And then by the time it got here to Australia, a Mm -hmm. guy by the name of Tony Atwood in the early 90s picked it up because here in Australia, we didn't know anything about. Mm -hmm. the autistic spectrum until the early 90s. And I was born in 92. So Mm. I would have come along just as, um, what is it? Uh, Asperger's syndrome, a guide for parents and professionals, I think is the name of the book by Tony Atwood. Mm. Um, That sort of narrowed down a specific Australian criteria, a testing Mm. criteria, for pediatricians to use here. And I think I was about, I would have been eight years old in my third grade of school Mm -hmm. I got when I first went to the pediatrician, um, and I come up 98%. So that was enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was also diagnosed with ADHD, Mm -hmm. um, and ODD, which is, I'm like I'm high functioning Asperger's syndrome. Yeah. Um, I have had my IQ tested. It's a little bit higher than normal.
0: Yeah.
1: I am an underachiever though, I procrastinate a lot and yeah. I've got a lot of uh, social phobias and oh. anxiety, stuff like that, that I'm still working through today. And um, yeah, so I would've would have been probably about eight years old when I first got tested. Uh, got tested again when I was 11, mm-hmm. um, come back with similar results and that would've been when the school put in behavioral management plans and mm-hmm. wanted me on medication. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents at the time, we're going through sort of a rough divorce, and it was easier for them at the time, I guess, to put me on the medication mm. um, just because they didn't really have the strength to deal with me getting sent home from school all the time and mm-hmm. my mom trying to find a, a house to live in, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Well,
0: what kind of meds were those? Not, not that I would be familiar with all of them, just curious.
1: Uh, they put me on medication for ADHD and anxiety. So I was on. Uh, Andronax, I okay. believe, for the anxiety. And I was on Ritalin. I'm not sure. I, I was on dexamphetamine for a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure which one come first. But those would be the main three that I was, that the courses that I was put through. Okay. Uh, and I took those until I was 13. Mm-hmm. Tony Atwood come out with a second book. I uh, can't tell you the name of that one off the top of my head. Um, but the the um testing criteria changed around 2002 mm-hmm. so i i got retested then i got a a sort of a milder score um and i was put from just being diagnosed with asd to high functioning asperger's syndrome hmm.
0: so what so, i mean like what i mean i guess that. It... I mean it's just kind of moving you around around on the spectrum, right? Or or did they just I guess like you were getting tested and diagnosed at a time when the field was advancing at the same just time, right? Out, yeah. yeah. So so I mean what what what's your history with the medication in terms of like you stopped it since 13 or
1: Yeah. Um I'd, uh, I would have been about 14. I think it was my first year of high school. Mm-hmm. I stopped it. Okay. Um, when the hormones come in, the medication that I was on amped me up a bit too much, the ADHD medication. Mm-hmm. So they took me off that, took me off the um, anxiety medication and I didn't start medication again until I was 24. Oh, so, you,
0: so what in your life um... Made made you or the people around you think that you needed to start medication again.
1: I decided to take the medication because I wasn't happy with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd put myself into a bad situation with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd fo- I'd just gone down the path that I thought was that was laid out for me mm-hmm. by parents. Yeah. So I just went down that path um, with school and went to uni and done my degree. So and now I've just I just wanted to have a change, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, how would you say you're doing in your life right now?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah what I'm What's well. um? The, did anything change like? Like, were you able to, to find a, a job that just fit, fits your personality or what, what kind of changed and, and kind of helped yeah. everything?
1: Um, it got easier, but I think it, it gets easier the more you research it. Mm-hmm. It's good to have the tools there, like mm-hmm. with any with anything. Um, a lot of it is just you've got to reassure yourself a lot. You've got to tell yourself certain things and you've mm-hmm. got to plant those seeds in prior so if I know I'm going to be going into a high stretch stressful situation, I'll mm-hmm. actually plant seeds prior to that. Mm-hmm. I've actually, when I've been calm before in extreme situations, I've had to record a video on my phone telling myself that everything's fine and Dang. that I knew what it was going to be like going into it because that all just gets forgotten sometimes when you get overwhelmed. I mean, so the, you learn they,
0: the yeah, things. yeah. These the, the sound like just like, I don't know, maybe because I do – suffer from this condition right (laughs) these sound like just really good life tips for anybody with like stage fright you know what i'm saying like it i don't really i mean like this is great because i these sounds this sounds like you know these kind of things would be helpful for me like um you know i'm i'm just gonna throw something out right here i am guessing that anybody that would be watching this at a later date which Let's be honest, would be very few people, first of all, but (laughs) a good thing you get my joke. But I'm guessing that that whoever's watching this right would have like zero inclination to be like either of these guys suffer from anything, you know, you know. Maybe something's wrong with this Asian guy. He's not wearing a shirt, but you know, <laughs> right, well, like, or 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 this guy's got birds chirping around. Like, what what kind of illegal operation is he? He he raising like illegal mm-hmm. exotic birds in his garage or something. But other than Look that, chickens, chickens, right? Even worse. Why are you? No, I'm kidding. Tell me about the chickens. I'm that's what I'm interested in.
1: Oh, my dad breeds them. And uh, he does uh, Old English game show birds. He goes yeah. around to the in different towns. And he's been winning champion bird for the last 37 years in all of his I bloodline. Mean, I
0: mean, I would lead with that if I was making a dating profile. I mean, that will, that'll get <laughs> that'll get you some dates, man. Like, ain't nobody else. I mean, I don't know if that's common in Australia. Not. I live in Los Angeles. I, I don't know anyone that raises chickens over here. <laughs> uh, whoa, there's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um you know what, what what were we talking about um you you yeah so what what is what kind of uh tell me about your your jobs and stuff man because i've personally had like 11 jobs in the last 10 years holding down jobs is actually like it's more accurate to say i'm a professional job getter i'll just lose them and get them as like that's my job so what about you
1: oh my first job was uh, putting shopping trolleys back in the bays uh, at my local supermarket. I had yeah, that job. That, sound,
0: that sounds kind of fun to me, actually. Like you have one task, you know, right? Like...
1: Yeah, right. I worked there for two months only. Saved yeah. up enough money to buy a brand new BMX bike, nice. and it got stolen the next time I rode to work. So, oh, the but... <laughs> <So> fuck this. <laughs> so, but yeah. <laughs> No. Why, why
0: is that funny i shouldn't be laughing it's like but it's kind of funny though for some reason
1: well i listened to my mom um i had just enough money to buy this bike i wanted and either a helmet or a bike lock and my mom was with me and she's just in my ear telling me get the helmet get the helmet because over here it's a 75 dollar fine i couldn't afford that on 250 300 a week so Dang, I got my helmet, go. and my bike got stolen. So I walked home with my helmet.
0: So, so all I hear is that it's your mom's fault that your bike got stolen. That's what I'm hearing. Hey man, what's <laughs> the <learn. I'm> <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so okay, so after so after okay, while we're there, man, because interesting that you've had that job, because rec- recently it, it's been on my mind, right? That uh, I I haven't always. Oh, I'm going to admit to something, all right? If we post this, this public public admission time, all right? It's not easily. You don't... Well, I'm already telling the whole world I have Asperger. so what's you know. Anyways, I admit I have not always put the shopping cart back where it's supposed to go, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry that I used to be that guy just... Fuck it. There's some guy like you. That's your job. Fuck it, you know? Um but recent you know that i I admit to that because i was ignorant not because like inherently like i'm i'm an asshole and i want to make people like you work harder right it just i didn't uh when i was more immature it just these things didn't even occur to me um earlier in my life and recently in an effort to become just a better person or align myself with who i want to be like i start thinking about these things right like well, there's some poor man that has to go do that and if, if all of us just was a little bit more considerate, right? Um, obviously that is his job. That was your job. That is your job and you shouldn't complain. That's just what you have to do, right? but for for me I, uh, and I've you know read some things online on Reddit uh, um, and one one had said that um, you look at the shopping cart, they call it a phenomenon, and I kind of agree, right? They, they use this example to, to say why certain modes of government will not work, right? Like, if you, if you rely on people to do what's right with, with no form of incentive to, to comply or not comply, people are just going to leave the shopping cart like I used to, right? Um, there's some models like Aldi that, that uh, you know, charges you for it and then, you know, so you pay a quarter and then when you return the cart, you get your quarter back which just that small little incentive what happens the entire parking lot lot is clear and they don't need someone like you because they've they've built it into the incentive system so i actually i've really given this some good hard thought and i've looked at it and i i, I agree there's some modes of government that that sound good in theory right but when you when you actually rely when you actually leave the common people to to govern themselves on their own right and you expect them to do the good or the right thing in this case the good or the right thing is to return your own fucking shopping cart right but people can't even do that right unless they're incentivized somehow to return the cart because just Mm -hmm. being the right thing to do even if it's just like doesn't take up that much of your day doesn't you know like, you already walked. You can't say that you're so disabled. You can't freaking push the cart over there or just ask somebody to do it. Like, it's pure laziness and ignorance that prevent you people. Know yeah.
1: Sorry, I'll tell you a worse one. Sure. When, um, when you see people, they post on Facebook that they're upset or – or that there's something wrong in their life and they may need help with it. Mm -hmm. And so they post it on Facebook and, you know, you may never have met this person, but you want to reach out and see if there's anything you can do. Yeah, of course. And they just flat out ignore you.
0: Yeah, that that hasn't happened to me as much recently because because I think I may have, like, experienced the exact phenomenon that you're talking about that I've realized that a lot of, quote-unquote, cries for help they're not actually asking for help they're these are just attention seeking behaviors these are more like narcissistic behaviors like they know that by like express putting out there that they're suffering right which Mm -hmm. and and i'm in in these are serious situations right like these are potentially suicidal people right so i'm i'm the last to call it BS because you'd rather err on the side of, well, let's just take them seriously because like they might be serious, you know? So I'd rather err on that side, but like I've also seen exactly what you're talking about, more narcissistic behaviors where they might not even realize they're doing this, but they're not actually sick or suicidal or depressed, or maybe a little bit, but what their behavior is more of a narcissistic need for attention And and they do this by manipulating our emotions by making us suffer by by telling us that they're suffering and then we hurt inside and then we try to help. And then they're like, aha, now this guy's suffering. And if I don't respond, he's he's not going to know what's going on with I mean, that's and I mean, all all this might be um, more evidence that I do kind of that I am on the spectrum because people say overthinking is is a quality of our condition, I would say. But for me. It's like you—you you have to understand. For me, I'm just being normal. For me, this is normal thinking. Other people are like, "Well, you're overthinking things." And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, stop my mind from like all of like I'm supposed to think to a certain point, and then and then all of a sudden I I just stop thinking. Oh, I think your your uh your screen disappeared from my view. Are you still there? I I lost you, but it's okay. I'll I'll wait for you to come back. Yeah, your video is not showing, but it's okay. I'll just, uh I, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, your audio and video has disappeared, I don't know. Well, I'll just keep myself, maybe we'll play some music. Well, we'll wait for Ryan to come back, if he ever comes back.
1: Or we could just call
0: it a show, I mean. Let me see if he's... All right. Welp. Welp. What do we do? Maybe we just call it a show. Man, I was having a really interesting talk with Ryan here. We'd really like to continue this. Um, Let me just call it a show. Fuck it! Hope you had a good time watching this incomplete episode and I guess we'll call it a wrap. See you next time on episode three, four or, or which, whichever one. Oh, look at, look at this. I'm on the camera. Oh, is that weird? Is that weird? Uh, all kinds of shit going on. What is going on? This should be just the schizophrenic pod. Schizophrenic podcast. All right. We'll see you guys later. Peace.